It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 23 of the official Geek Speak podcast. I'm your host, Sean Williams. That's my name. And joined as always is my co-host, Josh Taco Bell Chicken Quesadilla Man with Chips and Cheese, Rudy Rudolph. This is the podcast where we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. What else can you ask for? What's poppin', Josh? I do like my chicken quesadilla with nachos. You like those chips and cheese? Indeed. Indeed I do. Yeah. They crunch. Crunch, crunch, mother buckets. Every episode, we will go through a different Disney Channel original movie, or DCOM for short, and we will see how in a short period of time, from the 99-98 time period of years until now... The biggest media company on Earth, Disney, caters towards solely children with a pretty large sample size, and we'll see quality changes, etc. This week, we watched Rip Girls. Um, it's bad. Uh, is probably my least favorite, and that is solely because it is so goddamn boring. So, <laughs> I told Josh this ahead of time, but I broke the rule today for this movie. <laughs> the rule of we have to watch the full thing... <laughs> And he watched it a few weeks ago, so this is going to be funny. Uh, What I'm talking about here is I'm going to talk about what I think of the plot happened. (laughs) I don't know the end of the movie yet. I've watched half of it. I'm going to watch the rest of it before we do the next recording. I'm going to watch the rest of it before the next recording, and I'll talk about my final thoughts on it then. But, like, I couldn't get through it in one sitting today. It is just is so boring. Like we are in this era of decom dramas, and I don't know why. Like uh, you go from like you know everyone that we've been watching so far, they were very just like they were just throwing stuff at the wall, just seeing what stuck. But now for some reason they're trying to be consistent. And they're like, no, 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 we're gonna do dramas now, and the only successful one has been Color of Friendship. And I think that's because they actually tried with that one. Why are they all sporty? I don't know. It's weird. This is our second surfing one. It is. And Johnny Tsunami was far more interesting. And I had less surfing in it. So I have notes so far, Josh. We hear what my notes are so far. Do I have notes? I think I do. I hope you do. You've seen the whole movie, Josh. You should have notes. I do. So my first thing. Okay, so it's some context. Her mom is dead. That's the, hold on. Let's, let's back up. <laughs> it's not a good start to this. Mama's dead. Yeah, we have a, a young girl whose name I have no idea. Do you know her name? Uh, none slightest. Cool. We have a girl I'm... who is from a big city and wants to surf because her people she sees are surfing and thinks that looks fun. And then she finds a photo album when they're there and is like, oh, wow, my mom used to surf? That's wild. And then she surfs and she gets hurt slightly with a big tumble. I'm guessing. Can I guess right? 
does her mom die from surfing? Genuinely, I cannot tell you if she did or if she did not. I, I'm going with just probably, mystery death. I think her mom died from surfing because her dad's like, don't surf, it's too dangerous. Don't do it. Like, you might die like your mom died. That's the vibe I get. Oh, yeah, her dad's kind of like, you can't have fun. I'm a father. <laughs> right? At least, like, with Johnny Tsunamis, it felt more realistic, like, in terms of, like, the dad not wanting his son to, you know, do stuff. So I first, my first note was, don't pull a, a The Amazing Spider-Man, Peter Parker, taking pics of strangers in the beginning. A little creepy, a <laughs> little weird. I also wrote, Hawaii again. Because, like, Johnny Tsunami, we're back in Hawaii. We my got... first note, as always, is the terrible cropping is back. <laughs> Who makes these decisions? I am so tired of these movies that were cl- that were filmed in 4x3 being stretched into 16x9 because it cuts off so much and it annoys the hell out of me. And it's not even consistent. Some movies do it and others don't. Why? I don't know. It makes me lose my mind, though. There's a picture when looking through photo albums, though. And main girl sees what she thinks is her mom because she doesn't know what her mom looks like, which is also not making any sense to me. I feel like she had to have seen a picture but, somewhere she, she in says, her life. Right, and she says, is that her? <gasps> Did she surf? Kind of like that. I'm like, well, first off, do you know anything about your mom at all? Your your dad's ex-wife at all? Well, well, sorry, they were widowed, right? Not an ex-wife? Yeah, okay. I couldn't tell you. Cool. <laughs> I think she's dead. I, we're going with well, death. No, I know she's dead. I'm wondering about how was, if it was a divorce or if it was... Uh, a widow. I think it was widow from what I saw it halfway through the movie today. Again, I know it was mentioned. <laughs> I don't recall in the mentioning what happened. There's a lot of things that were mentioned that we do not remember. Here's an odd thing. A magical cat guided her to a shed with a surfboard in it. I wrote a note about this. Because this is also like part two of a note. Uh, first note is, if this turns into a home invasion thriller, I'm so down for that. Because like they make the house look really creepy and all that. And then part two of this note is... First, we have people spying on her, a cabin, uh, a cabinet opening with a creepy book by itself. Now, Black Cat is leading her to a desolated shed with an owl perched in there. Please let this be a secret A24 horror film. I think it was meant to be like her mom is calling to her kind of thing. But it, it was very def- weird. <laughs> it definitely came off more as uh, horror vibes. Uh, and there's a line where she makes a friend, a Hawaiian girl in the, in the town, who's like, Come surf, join the dark side. That's not how she actually acts, but it's basically, it's like her friends are pulling in there in one direction. Her dad's saying no. That's the whole. That's the whole plot. That's that is the plot of the movie, right, Josh? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm also like I'm asking you because I haven't seen the end, so I don't know how much it changes. But also, I, I texted Josh halfway through and said, "I'm like 30 minutes in, nothing's happened yet." And he said, "Just wait, nothing continues to happen." <laughs> uh, I'm not wrong. And so she's. Showing pic- she took she's a good photographer I guess so she takes pictures hey, of them surfing. Her camera is so weird. It looks like it's a standard uh, like photography camera mixed with a camcorder. It looks so weird. It does. But she is talking to her friend, showing her pictures. Her friend says, "I'm not so good at computers." When all the friend all the main girl did did was click next on a slideshow. That's Look, it. it's hard, man. Because she clicked her next. I was like, "Did you do this?" Yeah, I did this. Wow, I'm not so good at computers. You clicked, she clicked the next slide. It was a slideshow. Are you saying you can't make a slideshow? You're like 13. Apparently. Uh, I love this note that I wrote that I don't remember when I wrote it. I said, why does her dad look like a discount Eric Bana if he didn't age like fine wine? What? Do you okay. see it now? Yeah. Her dad bothered me so much in this movie. He's I'm, so, I don't get it. it the looks, 
that he gave when it came down to surfing, it was like, oh, oh, surfing? No. It was very weird. <laughs> Why is she surfing in jorts? Why was she wearing nothing but, like, she was wearing full clothing, like a watch, shoes, shorts, t-shirt. Like, you should maybe, like, wear swim attire at the beach? I, look, I, I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't remember when this happened, um, but I think it was, like, when the guy with the broken arm that she likes, I think, I don't remember, I guess goes in to save her. I said, no, surfer dude, your cast will get wet. And then, I think this is when she's tumbling for, like, a minute. I said, did she just become incapable of moving? Yeah, so there's a part where she does surf and crash. She surfs the first time ever. She does pretty well. She they, she gets called a natural, which is not. She crashed. Um, but the, <laughs> <laughs> she she's gets called, a natural. <laughs> she's dying. <laughs> she does get called a natural by her her friend's mom. Call tells the main girl's dad. Oh, but she's natural out there. But she did get knocked down and woke up in someone else's house. So therefore, yeah. saying to her dad it wasn't serious might be wrong. But anyway, yeah. she tumbled. Under the water for like a whole minute of, of runtime. It was very I, funny. I love that after this, um, I guess when the girl goes home, dad's like, I've tried to protect her. She doesn't know who she is. She's like, What do you mean? Is this a superhero origin story? I also legitimately thought while she was surfing, there was a shark coming. I thought God, so. God, I want something to happen. That would have at least made it interesting. Um, there's a line in this that, he, that she says to her dad, which is almost the same one that happened in Halloween Town. She says, you're treating me like a baby. I'm 13. And I'm like, it's Halloween like, Town so... again? Yeah, it's just like, did we accidentally reuse a page of script from, from Halloween Town? But also, like we said before, I'll say it again. 13 is not an adult. 13, you are a child. You might say teen in the name, but you are a child. Did you get to a part when she does something with Photoshop? Because I wrote a note that this is not how Photoshop works. I don't actually I do, remember. I watched it, it today. It, ha oh, it has something to do with her, like, editing a picture of her mom. I don't remember what it was. Ah, oh, now it's going to drive me insane. I'm Honestly, not going to go back and look look the, at it. The jury's still out. I don't know what I saw today. <laughs> I, I watched half a movie, man. <laughs> I, I can't tell you what happened. I, I did, however, watch up to the boys instead. So. <laughs> I legitimately, I think at some point, I stopped writing notes. No, I there's like a a big period where I stopped and then I continued writing. How does it end? Was I right? What what was your guess? Um, well, first he, I don't think you told me. Does she surf and she accepted surfing as her dad move on? It's like that's okay now. I think that's an aspect of it, but it's not the final thing. What happens at the end? Or should I just wait? I say wait. No matter what I say, it's going to be disappointing. Is it get? Does it get slightly epic at all at the end? No, not in the slightest. Is there if anything? A, it gets worse. Is there a contest like every other sports version of these movies? Uh, no. What? They broke their own trope. It gets it gets so boring. And it, I mean, it's already boring. It just continues to stay boring. Does her mom show up? No, not uh, in the slightest. Not even like a ghost form. God, I wish. Does anything at all happen that's fun to watch? <laughs> There, there was an incredibly forced fight between main girl and her friend uh, about something, and like it, it was one of the most like cliched like third act breakup fights I've ever seen. I'm just like, can we just skip past this? Fast forward to when you're friends again. Like, come on, can we just also, not? If this is your first time ever listening to the podcast, don't worry, it's not the whole hour. It's not just this. <laughs> I mean, it can be. I can go on a tangent of this movie that I hate that I remember nothing of, but I can do it. 
a quick context. We do this as a main to- as a first topic, just to ease us into some funny discussion about movies. And then often that these movies are often are more fun than this is. I will say right now. If you listen to other episodes, Can of Worms, You Lucky Dog, even Brick is more fun than this. We have a lot, usually if we have a lot to say, we had a good time. At least a good time watching it. This time we don't even, we don't even have a lot to say. So no, I, uh, I will say if you're a fan of Rip Girls, why? I have questions. Yeah, actually, please email us at ge- at uh, podgeekspeak at gmail.com or tweet at us at hashtag geekspeakpod. I want to know, what is your ugh, what is your favorite decom and why? We've watched and 17 this, so far. We have. It doesn't feel like it, but apparently we have. I'm keeping track for us. Thank you. Um, I'm giving this movie a yay solely because there's a magical cat that sticks out of nuts out of nowhere and all of a sudden a, a, a surfboard appears. Uh, I give it nay because I hate it. Oh, I hate it too. Don't hold on. I'm gonna, yay or nay? Yays and nays are arbitrary. I'm saying right away. I'm giving this a yay solely for the fun cat. <laughs> it's just it's uh. Moving on. I forgot. I forgot. Alley Cat Strike was the last one we watched. <laughs> I'm looking like, up through the list. I'm like, I remember like none of these. Up up in the way. I forgot that happened. Okay, I have a list. I can read out what we watched so far for viewers. Okay, so we have on my list right now. We have watched, in order, You Lucky Dog was first, because we couldn't find Under Wraps, because Disney has, has hidden it. We have You Lucky Dog, then Brink, then Halloween Town, then Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, then Can of Worms, The 13th Year, Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, Johnny Tsunami, Smart House, Genius, Don't Look Under the Bed, which has a wild ride in the middle, um, Horse Sense, Up, Up, and Away, The Color of Friendship, Alley Cats Strike and Rip Girls. Why are there no Alley Cats and Alley Cats Strike, Josh? I'm still mad about that. Look, it's it's a whole thing. But the next film I'm looking at is Miracle in Lane 2, and that's the decom with Frankie Muniz. Okay. Rip Girls uh, is about surfing, and that's it. Right, Josh? Nothing else but the girls that surf. Okay. So Olivia Newton-John passed away. This is indeed so sad. we do a news topic about usually – a week of news. <laughs> but it's sometimes vastly more. This is still about a week and a half of news, what we're doing here now. About ten or something days. We're going from San Diego Comic Con until now. Because we recorded an episode all about San Diego Comic Con, as well as all the stuff beforehand from before the previous recording until then, news wise. Then we had major audio issues for the span of two weeks straight of trying to get things working. So Josh, the first main news, like I said before, the first main news is Olivia not Olivia Jew. The first main news is Olivia Newton-John passed away. Have you seen her in anything at all? I just checked. Uh, no, I have not. Obviously, I know she was in Greece, and I've seen a production of Greece. Obviously, not with her though. Um, it's very tragic. She was also in Glee. I've heard that. I think I saw a clip of it. Who was she in Glee? Hold on. I think she was herself. Okay. Yep. Yep. I. Yep. I've seen an. Four and a half seasons of Glee so far, so take is there that. Five or there's six. There's six seasons total. So I'm on season five with my girlfriend. Mm. Yes, I have a woman in my life. She's amazing, but she was in Greece. She is what she's mostly known as, as Sandy, and it's a very, very tragic thing. She's also in movies like Sharknado Five. Yeah. She's in Beverly Hills Chihuahua Two. She's in Two of a Kind, she's in Xanadu, she's in A Few Best Men, A Mom for Christmas, she's in Face Off. I haven't seen Face Off. 
Um, I've seen clips of it. It's a wild ride. She's in a lot of uh, amazing works, and she's in a lot of... She's probably put a stamp on cinema herself over the years, and she has passed away now um, on August 8th, 2022. It is very sad, and she will be missed. Yes, indeed. But on to some overall different kinds of news. Um, so San Diego Comic-Con, like we got... A really fun trailer for the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Very right? excited for that. It looks so much fun. We get um, potentially Chris Pine as a bard. Maybe he's the DM himself. It looks like a good time, right? Indeed. We also get the multiverse saga is what phases four, five, and six are of the MCU. Which is just like thank you for finally revealing this information to but us. I feel like it was kind of clear from the beginning, at least at least a little bit, you know. I mean, we just didn't know exactly where it was leading towards, though. But now we know. They're leading to Secret Wars. Yeah, we're getting Secret Wars. The end of Phase 6 will be, uh, we're getting Avengers Quantum Kang Boy. Nope. Uh, Kang Dynasty. (laughs) That's what his name should be, Quantum (laughs) Kang Boy. We're getting Kang Dynasty followed by, in the same year, uh, Avengers Secret Wars. That'll be really fun. We're getting Fantastic Four. We're getting Ironheart. We're getting a lot of great shows. We just got uh, I Am Groot, the five short films. I still need to watch that. Um, they're cute. They're very silly. They're not, like, amazing, but they're fun, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, like, if you want to watch it, it's, like, half an hour of your life. So, there you man, go. But that's 30 minutes, man. Like, oh, TikTok. That's nap. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is nap. Multiverse Saga is pretty cool. We got a lot of great things there, including some big announcements, like we said about Secret Wars. But Fantastic Four is going to be the first thing in Phase 6, the first movie in Phase 6. We're getting the Blade movie in 2023. We're getting the Marvels. We're getting uh, Guardians 3. We got the first trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which comes out in November. And this is a, a tearjerker kind of trailer. We're not going to touch on this trailer very much because we, we recorded this trailer discussion twice now. <laughs> All I'll say is that I've just I've watched it so many times. It's just one of those trailers similar to like Logan. It's just so good on its own, even without like you know everything that's happened. It's so good. I want to keep watching it. I have a theory about it because um, the Queen of Wakanda mentions how she's lost her whole family, and Shuri's still there in the trailer. <laughs> that Shuri might die in this movie as well. Or she'll think that she's dead. Sure. Either but... way, it's still funny to watch it and just think it's just like, you know, Shuri's probably like, you know, standing in the other room. She could probably hear you. And wherever you stand on the on the idea of recasting T'Challa, which I, we've talked again, the recording that will not come out of this thing anymore. Um, we, we, we discussed the pros and cons of the recast idea and how my original stance was that I think it should have been recast because I think this could, this could have been a part similar to Spider-Man or Batman or a bunch of actors could have put their stamp on this role and made their own. It's also going to be incredibly difficult shoes to fill. Like how whoever uh, surpa- whoever um, succeeded Heath Ledger's Joker after, after the passing was going to start with a disadvantage no matter what. It would be similar to the recast T'Challa here. Right, Josh? Yeah, it's a very complex issue like with lots of ups and downs, lots of pros and cons that like there is no right answer no. with how to move forward with this. And so I think what they did with I think what they I think that what they did with Onrain Chadwick was very good, very noble and very kind. Would you agree yeah. with that? I, I think for me personally, I think it was the way to have gone uh with it. A lot has happened in this new phases, these new multiversal stuff. We're getting the Thunderbolts movie. Please stop. I don't want more Nazis. No more Zemo. Josh, I don't want Nazis. I, I, I know. It, Josh, it'll be okay. It'll be Josh, okay. It's okay. Zemo's a Nazi. I, I know. I know. Can it's we, okay. Can we get him away from Remember, here? 
Re- remember, they punched the Nazis. Not always. That that is true. Some Z- do get Z- away. Z- Z- Zemo needs more punching. But we got also the title of Captain America: New World Order, Josh, which is the same title as the first Captain America and the Winter Soldier show um, episode title. So that's fun. That's cool. I like. <sighs> we got a lot of stuff happening. We have Deadpool three happening at some point still. I I just love that Marvel has all this stuff, just like announcement after announcement after announcement. DC announces two things that they have already announced. Black, I uh, got the Black Adam, tra- uh, a new trailer or the same trailer. We got a thing where we got an ego trip from Dwayne Johnson. Yep. And we also got the fun Shazam family of fun trailer. Family of fun. I, Fury of the Gods I, trailer. I, honestly, family of fun is a fun title. Shazam, family of fun. Shazamly of fun. Yes. So but I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, I think the kids are too old now. Those those should have been recast to me. Instead of it's like, but it's fine. Look, they filmed it the first one in like late 2017. They didn't release it till mid of 2019. That was already an insane thing for them to have done. Right, so they should recast every movie. Just let let Billy Passon just keep looking different every time. <laughs> like I think that that's and this is also can lead into like other things that we'll either talk about or that we've already talked about. You can recast. Audiences will understand and be fine with this. They did it with Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle, and like. It's fine. Everyone There's understands. A, we we know how movies work. We also did it with Edward Norton and Mark Ruffalo. They've done it with uh, with it, the Thor movies twice. <laughs> yeah, like, it's okay. If you need to recast, we understand. Um, keep Levi, because he's fun. Please. Okay. That's, I guess that's the biggest things from San Diego Comic-Con, right? <laughs> Definitely biggest things from D.C., Oh, Giancarlo Esposito, who you might know from the show Revolution, or Breaking Bad, or The Boys, or what have you. He's an amazing actor. Uh, he's been in a ton of things. Has said he met with Marvel Studios. I, lo- and- I love that Marvel at this point has gotten so big. There's so many things going on that Feige just can't wrangle people like he used to. Well, also, there's no point wrangling. A lot of people say they had a meeting with something. That doesn't mean anything. Well, I mean, still, but it's just like that gets fans talking and everything. Which is better news than not having it, to be that fair. That's true. He said outwardly that he would like to play for Professor X, which I will say, oh, no. it would be perfect. Um, I don't want him to play Magneto solely because I think that should be a Jewish Romani person. That's, I guess, a good thing to do. Or at least, at least a actually Jewish actor. I would love to see him as Professor X. I love him as a villain. He's fucking fantastic as a villain. He has been playing a villain a lot though lately. So like, I would love to see him in a villain in, in a villain role in a hero role like Professor X. I mean, at Professor X also they can treat him as not a hero either. He's very much a gray area person. He's not the best person in the world. If you read more comic books, especially later issues, he is oof. Um, we've established this. I don't read the comics. That's why you did the whole segment where he yelled to me about the comics. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you also seen the movies. He traps Jean Grey's mind repeatedly. He doesn't mo- Look, again, he's smart, but he's also a fucking moron. There's a lot of angles they can go with it. I'm I'm down to see whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, he also, before, one of the rumors is he might end up playing Doctor Doom. I'm also fine with that. But I also I prefer a Romani actor doing that as well, since that character is also Romani. Um... And Romani actors are never having any spotlight at all. Because they've been prejudiced against for, like, hundreds of years. And that is a very explicitly Romani person, who then later created their own country of Laveria. That's a whole other thing. But I think Giancarlo would be great in so many roles. Literally anything, give him a place in the MCU. Please. Give him a place That's in any movie or show. Like, 
he doesn't have to be. I, people right now are treating Marvel or the MCU like that's the gold t- golden ticket. Like every other project is kind of just a test run for Marvel, which is not how media should be. Obviously, I think it'd be fun to watch him play more characters. That's all. Yes, I want him in everything. He's fantastic. Eternals 2 news. <laughs> Minor spoiler for Eternals 1. Skip ahead, we have timestamps down below if you do not want any spoilers for Eternals at all. Alright. Okay, so Eternals 2... I'm sorry. Eternals 1, we have Pip the Troll, played by, by, play by Eternals. Nope. Pip the Troll, played by Patton Oswalt, and Arrow slash Star Fox, played by Harry Styles. They come in, he's like, I'm Harry Styles, y'all. That's, how he, that's what he says, very clearly. Yes. <laughs> he's, he also did the same thing in Dunkirk. What up? I'm Harry Styles, y'all. Y'all? <laughs> Is that clearly what he would say? <laughs> Pat Oswalt comes in as a really bad CG-looking troll, which is not the fault of the movie, because we already know what happens to visual effects artists in Marvel. It's a whole different mess. But, and said that Eternals 2 has already been confirmed with Chloe Zhao coming back to direct. First off, no, it has not already been confirmed or announced, but thank you for announcing that. <laughs> thank you for announcing the confirmation that was not confirmed, but now you have confirmed the confirmation. But also, that's very clearly a purposeful choice. Every leak that Marvel's ever done besides the Ruffalo thing, pretty much, has been a purposeful leak. Uh, also, because it wasn't actually a live, complete live broadcast, like, it's usually about a minute or two delay um, on those kind of broadcasts live, that could have been edited out, no problem. So, like, that was a purposeful, let's leave it in kind of thing with, with damage control. So, it's not like it's a leak leak, it's just a little funny. But overall, he's great in Bojack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> and in the movie, the, not Imitation Game, nope, <laughs> that would be a very different movie if he was in that. <laughs> Hold on, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Not the same thing at all. <laughs> now I want a re-edit of the Imitation Game with Patton Oswalt as Ben the Cumberbatch's character. But uh, he announced Eternals too. Josh, thoughts on on Chloe Zhao coming back? Look, I am you know one of the apparently few people that like Eternals, like that genuinely love it, think it's great, and everything. That it's just like it's so it's fantastic. Um, and Chloe Zhao coming back, I'm just like, yes, give me more. Uh, give me more real sunsets, please. It has issues, but I think it's a fun time. So, I I, I love, I like. The they, fault yay. of the movie to me was never the director. Uh, and I, I do want more vibrant costumes, but like other than that, direction-wise, I'm fine with how it was. I, I love Druig and Makari so much. The, the characters are all fantastic. But, oh, so everything. Yay on Giancarlo. Of course. Yay overall on SDCC? Sure, why not? Yay on Eternalist 2 stuff? Of course. We have After the Last Ebener news, Josh. Crazy! The airbending boy is back! Maybe. We'll find out. But, um, Hakoda from the Avatar cartoon was cast for a live-action show. Um, and of course, immediately, he got complaints with, he's too white-looking, despite being a fully indigenous man. Look, the internet is, you know, there. That's just all I gotta say. The actor it. is named Joel Montgrand. Uh, he was cast as, Sako- as Hakoda, which is Sokka and Katara's dad, who is in the Avatar TV show. He is cast in live-action version for Netflix. Um, he's actually worked with both the woman who plays playing Kaya, who is his uh, Hakoda's wife in the show. He's already worked with her. He's also already played the actress with Katara's uh, father-in-law already. So... That's pretty cool. Fun. He was in the movie. He was in the movie or show Beans in 2020, where that's where he played uh, the uh, Rainbow Dickerson, who was Kaya's husband. And oh, that's the same the same movie. So he was played. 
he in the same movie played the husband of the woman playing Kaya and the father of the woman playing Katara in the same movie already. Ah, that's that's awesome. So I'm down his casting. He already has. Have you seen the picture of him yet, by chance? Uh, maybe. I'll send it to you right now. Okay. Okay. He looks like dead on. He even has the long hair and the beard already. Yeah, I'm down for so, it. Cool. Moving on. Yay. Indeed. It's Mormon time, Josh. I'm kidding. Uh, I have no oh Morbius no. news today. Damn it. But we do have Leto news. We'll get to it in a second. I reiterate my damn it statement. <laughs> it's Leto time, Josh. It's <laughs> damn, damn it. So Jared Leto joins the cast of the Haunted Mansion movie starring Black Widow herself, Scarlet Witch. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. Yes, I will, ha- I will happily see that. <laughs> starring Scarlet uh, Jerry Little joins the Castle Haunted Mansion movie starring Scarlett Johansson. Um, which, Why? Uh, Why? He's, he's playing a ghost character. If this, it is a minor role, like where he doesn't do much, fine. This, I don't oh, want him in a leading role, though. This article is tar- uh, starts with calling all morbeds. I repeat, calling all morbeds. Oh, no. He'll be playing uh, Alistair Crump slash the Hatbox Ghost. So he would play Okay, that's just a play on the box ghost from Danny Phantom. This came first. I don't care. I don't know the ride. <laughs> I've written it finally. Good for you. Um, Did I write it? No, nay, I didn't write it. Nay, 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 nay. I don't want him in things anymore. I'm looking at this cast right now. It's surprisingly stacked. Of course, you got Scarlett Johansson, but Jamie Lee Curtis, Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Tiffany Hash, Lakeith Stanfield are all in this also. Okay. But still Neon Leto? Oh, of course. It's always a Neon Leto. So, unless it's Morbin time. It's Morbin time every day, bud. Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson confirms Craven will be the hunter that we all want. You the s- hunter we all know and love. He says, I can't confirm any details or anything. And also, I guess that was probably a little taken out of context and then run. I mean, I think you know what I meant. What really stated was that he was a protector of the natural world. I said he was con- he's a conservationist which is probably more accurate, and then I should have stopped there. <laughs> Full stop. Should have gone on beyond that, because, yeah, I think you know you really got to understand, yeah, he is a hunter, and from that world of hunting, what is he? What is this? He kind of rambles a bit, but he basically is saying that... So he knows that he's caught, and he's just like, uh, uh, I gotta lie, I gotta lie. He says this is a character that was built ages ago, and it's a new time and era, but, yeah, he is going to be the hunter that we all want to see. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Look, I just... I don't have faith in Sony with the, with these movies. When they're with working with Marvel and Spider-Man, then it's fine because they don't do a damn thing with those. But then with these movies, they do everything, and it's a train wreck. No matter and what, it's a glorious train wreck, but a, I hate it. It's a nay until they change the name from Spunk. I think they did. I think they took the P out of there. That's worse. Some. I look. It's all terrible. Every decision they make is the worst. But at least we have Let There Be Carnage, which is my favorite film ever. For context, Spunk is the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. No, or... don't give them the context. It's funnier without the context. Neon <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craven news because I don't. He seems like he's just backtracking a little bit. I understand things we can take out of context, but when he's saying he's a conservationist, that still feels wrong to me. It doesn't seem like. I just no. Like, the man hunts animals because he's just like, I'm big, strong Russian man. I want to be big, strong Russian man in the top of the food chain. Like, being a con- uh, being that just doesn't seem right. <laughs> Here's the other news, Josh, that you're not like going to like it at all either. Oh, damn it. Uh, Disney Plus is introducing their tiered pricing 
on December 8th, alongside Hulu, tier pricing increase on October 10th in the United States. Disney God Plus Basic with ads will be seven ninety nine a month. Disney Plus Premium with no ads will be ten ninety nine a month. Hulu Basic with ads will be seven ninety nine a month, and Hulu Premium with no ads will be fourteen ninety nine a month. It's what? almost like financing these multi million dollar projects that don't get released in theaters that don't make a dime is bad for business and will cause prices to go up. Who the thunk? Oh wait, who the thunk? Also, what's the point of not? This is this is cable. This it's cable, cable, but cable still exists, so we can't revert back to cable because this still exists. Um, we need a new solution again. Just go. go TV is fine. Just have TV shows again, like normal TV yeah, shows. Yeah, but then, but then like all these like you know R-rated shows that can never be on TV, like you know they won't have a place to go unless it's like HBO, and it's all a whole rights thing. There's just so there's too much money involved. It's stupid money. It's just stupid money. That's what it is. Ow! I hit my hand hard. But like, Nail I've been this. shouting. I've been shouting for years that this business plan can never sustain itself. I know they don't listen to me, but still, I've been right in this whole thing, and they don't listen to me. And yeah. now look what's happening. I just wrote a paper last semester and had to do a whole speech about how the theater model is the only really sustainable way to keep making moves this way because of how you can get button seats and get all pay like 10 bucks a ticket, etc. If you have things on streaming, you won't make money. I did a whole speech about this, and I convinced the whole class about this. Ray was literally Hulu's biggest premiere ever, not just in movies, but also shows. Right. And it didn't get a theatrical release. Word of mouth works. Even if you're scared if a movie is bad, put it in theaters. You'll still make some money. Our last two pieces of news before we get into our main topic, which is absolutely wild, um, is Seth Rogen Turtles. Let's start with that. I like, pick- I like the phrasing of, is Seth Rogen Turtle? No, he's not a turtle. He just has turtles in the form of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah, mutant, like, mutant mo- like most mayhem. stoners do. Called TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Only in theaters, thank you. August 2023. It's a new movie uh, he's making. It's an animated movie. Do you um, think it'll be hand-drawn or do you think it'll be CG? CG, I probably, because it's just easy at this point. But I maybe they'll do something like along the lines of Spire Verse or Mitchell's versus Machines. Have you watched? Because I know new... it's because I know it's through Sony. Have you watched the new Turtles movie? I I have it on my schedule of movies to watch, uh, so I've been watching it within the week. You might want to watch the show first, apparently, because it's better that way. But eh. um, I have time. I, I'm excited. I, it looks really fun. I like Seth Rogen's doing a good job with his producing so far. He's produced The Boys, right? Uh, he's produced The Boys, Invincible. He's been he's been producing a lot of stuff for a while now. Also, he was in the Green Hornet as the Green Hornet. He likes heroes. He likes these kind of characters. The Green Hornet, man. What a film. And lastly, for the news, before we get into the DCWB mess-ups, is the Ghost of Tsushima movie. The director wants to make a Japanese-language film with Japanese cast. So fully Japanese cast, fully in Japanese language um, with subtitles. But that way, he wants to make this movie, and he believes that American audience will see the film in Japanese. He believes that Parasite worked. That's why he's using, he's using Parasite as kind of an example, saying how that one best picture people really enjoyed the film. There are so many like foreign language films that have been released in theaters that did very well. Not only that, this is based on an incredibly popular video game that people know and people love. You can play the game fully in Japanese if you want to. Like, this would work like i understand american like you know companies are just like people don't like to read and like okay i get you don't like to read this is also going to be an r-rated movie for adults to see so you already have that barrier why not just go all the way and make it japanese i love he that said he's... sony backed him 
that's that's great. I'm happy that Sony is backing him on that because like and also he's a very good director. The John Wick trilogy has some of the still some of the best action I've ever seen on film. So I know all the fight scenes that would happen in this are going to be fucking insane. It's going to be so awesome. So like you you have the credit. So like let him do it. So you cool with all that? I'm always cool with it. Okay. We have done Morbin Time. We've done Turtles. We've done Tsushima. We've done Craven. Hakoda, Eternalist, Giancarlo, etc. Now it's time for the big news, which is that DC and Discovery made some ideas, made some announcements. Um, some ideas, mostly, if not all, terrible. Mostly DC-related. We have a few that are not fully DC-related, but it's mostly just like DC is doomed, but maybe not? We'll find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. David Zaslav, is that how you pronounce his name? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> He's a man in charge of a lot of stuff at Warner Brothers, right? He's since the Discovery merger, he has become in charge of you know not just Discovery but Warner Brothers. Um, including let's, let's start with the weird marketing shift before anything else. They made oh, a lord. Let's start with they made a, made a chart. Yeah, I have a chart. I have the chart right here. I can give it to you when we do. Please, I need to see this bullshit. <laughs> so they are announcing a new plan for Discovery Plus and HBO Max. They are changing their content line. They are changing how they're doing literally everything with, with WB. NHBO and DC. They've uh, said they have three heavy hitters right now in terms of DC, and that's One Woman franchise, Superman franchise, and the Batman franchise, which is confusing. <laughs> For many, As... Superman's not being used at all. <laughs> Superman hasn't been used in quite a while. Wonder Woman is getting at least a third film. That's probably as far as it'll go. And the Batman, you've got Batson, but like, you know, we don't know what they're going to do with Affleck if they're going to do anything at all. So, like, again, like, what? <laughs> They put out an official chart that looks like a Pixar picture <laughs> of a Google slide or something. We have it's it's called unique and complementary. That's the title of the chart. This is the slide. On it, we have one. It's like a Venn diagram, but there's no intersection. It's there just the two no bubbles. <laughs> it's it's... Two... One side <laughs> on the left is HBO Max. They wrote male skew, scripted, lean in, appointment viewing, home of quote unquote fandoms. On the other side is Discovery Plus, female skew. Unscripted, lean back, comfort viewing, home of genre dumbs. What the fuck is a genre dumb? What is this chart? <laughs> Let's break this down a second. <laughs> Male skew versus female skew. First off, sexist. You're you're saying that women like reality TV shows, men like hard hitting dramatic television. There this are is... so many shows on HBO Max that can be, by this chart's logic, be more female skewed than male skewed. This is a bullshit thing. <laughs> Also, appointment viewing versus comfort viewing. As in what does that mean? It means that you are setting aside time to put on the show and watch it. Appointment viewing versus comfort viewing, which is just sitting on the couch, throwing something on, and enjoying it. That's You're setting aside time either way. <laughs> Discovery Plus, you're a network that has, like, Gator Mountain Park Boys or whatever the fuck. I don't know what you have, but I know that it certainly isn't comfort viewing. Uh, I think they're going for the more, like, reality TV and, like, cooking shows and like baking contests and survivor and like all of reality and competition tv bachelors bachelorette on discovery plus that kind of stuff on the other side we have euphoria titans we have like game of thrones that kind of stuff on the other side but just what like genre it's, it's nonsense what right? is that? it's not right it's nonsense it's all nonsense correct 
It's complete nonsense. Genre dumps isn't a word. Isn't a word. Fa- it's also, never been used. The... <laughs> I we're we're not just in the fandom of like a specific thing. We are a fan of the genre as a whole. But again, by this chart's logic, Discovery Plus shouldn't have genres other than reality. <laughs> I'm just I can't I can't, Josh. This was very clearly written by an out-of-touch, like, 60-year-old white man that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and it's hilarious. Hold on. I have a mo- I have another chart I want to send you if I can find it, okay? Oh, goody, I love this. Is this the, um, is this the separation of, like, franchises charts? I'm trying to find that. Where'd it go? It's fine. This is, this is stupid, right? It's so stupid. The 90 Day Fiance Cinematic Universe or whatever they called it. Yeah, they called franchise. Thought that it was just one show. Are there more? <laughs> Hold on, let me find this chart. Oh my god, I can't find it now. Like, what these charts show is that the head of the own damn company doesn't understand A, how it works, or B, what people are actually watching or give a shit about. Did I dream this chart up? Where is it? The uh, the one that says 90 Day Fiance Universe. Yeah. No, it's very it's very real. I can't. What do you look up to find it now? I don't know. I don't know either. But I know it's real. Did they delete it? All three. It's, it's a collective fever dream. <sighs> On this note of them changing, restructuring everything, they did cancel at least two movies very publicly. Very big movies. They've already completed films. They're completed movies. Scoob is having a prequel slash sequel thing which is called Scoob Holiday Haunt, which is an animated film uh, very akin to a pup named Scooby-Doo, the TV show, where Scooby the be... gang... What? Uh, you, you were continuing with what I was going to say? Yeah, it's it's showing them as, as little kids. Um, I, like, I like the show of pup named Scooby-Doo, and it's them learning the meaning of Christmas while solving a mystery. That sounds very peak Scooby-Doo, very fun. Uh, they one of, the, one of the directors was on vacation or something, and got the news and was ready to head back into the editing suite when they got the news of this, that it was canceled. It's a finished that, film. That is complete bullshit. On the other side of that, we also got the, the whole Batgirl movie, which we've been talking on this podcast for months. For we've maybe been talking about Batgirl several times. Many times over. And how Brendan Fraser's going to be in it as Firefly, a really cool villain. We're getting Michael Keaton's Batman in. This is supposed to be the corrected DCEU, where we have Keaton as Batman going forward, and then this will be the new Batgirl stepping up after that point, leaning on the charge. Um, we have J.K. Simmons in this movie as Commissioner Gordon as her dad in this, which shows in the J.K. Simmons movie on its own is already enough cry to be upset. But J.K. Yes. Simmons, Michael Keaton, Leslie Grace's Batgirl, whose passion is, like, unrivaled. If you look at her Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, or whatever, she is heartbroken by this. Because they, the entire cast and crew, found out through social media. The directors were at one of their own weddings when they got the news. This is complete bullshit. It's a finished film. Apparently, the base story also it said it didn't test well with audiences, but BS. It had the same test score as Black Adam. And that's a film that's still getting released. So clearly, there's something else. You were already going to put it on something that wasn't going to make any money. So technically, you wouldn't have lost anything, no matter what. So. We have numerous theories and different reports on the reasoning why they're canceling these things. A big thing is they're trying to cut cost, which is, and they're using these as tax write downs, not tax write offs. If that's the case, they can never, ever, ever release these or footage from it. Going Legally, forward. they cannot release it in any format. So if that is what they did, this movie will never see the light of day. 
Which the is, only way it could is if someone just steals the film and puts it online. Infuriating, which then would also erase our tax write down and cause a huge legal issue that, if it happened. Good. So that's that. <laughs> There's other other theories why, and that one reason is we'll get to in a minute about Ben Affleck as. I remember when it first dropped. Like I was at work when it when it dropped, and like they put a quote that said like, um, "We want DC to focus on like being big and theatrical. Like that's where it deserves to be on screen." Then like you know they then were asked like you know put it in theaters. They said no. She's like, what? <laughs> Blue Beetle just wrapped as well, on which which we talked about last recording. Um, Blue Beetle, I really hope stays alive. That looks like also a, a really fun time. Like, I love the cast. I love the suit. Like, don't cancel it. But also, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they canceled it because you know they're a bunch of fuck faces. And there's a lot of other things that have gone canceled recently or are up in the air for cancellation from DC. And a lot of them, surprise, surprise, are not films that star straight white men or shows. Or that have like a lot of queer representation or people of color starring in them. I, again, I think there's something more hidden here. I can't put my finger on it though. There's a lot of breakdown here. Let's just start with Ezra Miller. So it's easy. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, Lord. This so, is a whole thing. Ezra Miller! Again, welcome back to the Ezra Miller section of the podcast. Every time we say we're done with Ezra, they keep coming back. This is Ezra talk now, y'all. It's like car talk for an NPR, but now it's Ezra talk. 
Um, Again, Ezra, please come on the podcast. I don't know why you would, but like, well, that, explain hey, yourself. That could go alongside one of their three plans, so we'll get to it in a second. We so, gotta break this. The, the whole situation has, there's a couple of different aspects to it. This is a whole DC kerfuffle segment right now. This is our main topic is DC is in shambles, and they're trying to fix things. Well, we have like Aquaman 2, one of the big things in that movie, Ember Heard's in that movie. People are not, are not loving Ember Heard right now. The Flash movie. There's two versions of the Flash in that movie, both played by now criminal Ezra Miller. There's, there's no like running around it. He, they they are a criminal. And they've now been arrested for a third time. <laughs> in um, a very different state now. They they're traveling across the country with a gun, uh, running from them, both the KKK and the FBI. Which is like, what is statement? The Flash actor Ezra Miller on the run from the FBI and KKK. That sounds like something out like the Blues Brothers. Three plans are considering right now. The first of which is do a press tour with Ezra Miller. <laughs> which is... Have him explain themselves. <laughs> yes. Which is disastrous, and I would love to see it's it. just Ezra talking to people about saying, I'm sorry, it's just Vought and the Deep. That's it all really it is. is. It's just there... from the boys, Vought and the Deep. Nothing good would come out of it. That's why I want that to be the solution they choose. The three plans, the first plan is have them do a press tour. <laughs> Across the country, and just apologize a lot, and explain themselves, and, ex- and try and say this is all blown out of proportion, I guess, and stuff. <laughs> the second terrible. The, I wanted it though. The second plan. <laughs> these are all dumb plans, right? Well, com- they're all the worst, and I love that these are the plans that they came up with. <laughs> uh, well, hold on. let me just say the third plan is them just scrapping the whole thing altogether, just shelving it and saying never. Light of, light of day. Which again, similar to Batgirl, would just be the fucking worst to the, everyone that worked on it. Because like, the mistakes of one person destroying, literal, uh, compared to Batgirl, years of their lives, like, is insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not pro that option for any movie ever. I think one, per- one person should never ruin a film for an entire cast and crew. Ever. Oh, we got more news today that kind of about DC. Okay, cool. We'll bring it up in the topic in a minute. Um, but goody. Ezra Miller, what was the second part, Josh? Wasn't trying to find it this, again. The second thing is similar to what they did with West Side Story, which right. is to not have Ezra do press and just to like have very little of it and have them just not address it. So still have them in trailers and still show the movie how it's going to be, but then don't have Ezra address and just have the entire other cast kind of boost themselves up and say, "Hey, come see this movie for what we did in the movie." Like focus on Michael Keaton, focus, focus on Sasha Cali. Focus on, you know, all the other aspects in the movie. And that's a better they, option? They probably just wouldn't do, like, you know, interviews on, like, The Tonight Show or something. Because, like, you know, the host would obviously ask the questions about that. Like, well, with they, everything that's gone on with Ezra Miller, like, what are your thoughts on that or whatever? Well, with things like that, they actually have um, a pre-interview where they have to, or they already practice the questions. A little bit. This is, that's true, but also, like, back in, whatever it was, 2017, 2018... Back when the accusations for against James Franco about be, being sexual assaulter and harasser, like Stephen Colbert asked him on the show about it. Oh, didn't know that part. Yes, but I watched it. I was just like, ah, uncomfortable. So Ezra, I I say yay to this news piece because it means actually DC is saying something. <laughs> they're making they're, a statement. Every, every they're just like, let's just not say anything and let's hope it goes away. <laughs> Ezra feels like a spoiled child trying to act out and see what happens. 
I think that's what's happening. Okay, but no, this is the worst thing about this, though, is that a couple of months ago during the summer when Ezra was still, I don't know if they still are, on the run from the law, they filmed reshoots with them. Yes. They filmed reshoots with them, knowing full well that they were a wanted criminal, which I feel like is illegal on several levels, and yet nothing is going to come from it. I'm pissed about the entire situation here. Also, it's, it's, it's a big fuck. We, That's all it is. It's a big fuck. We might not get any more Titans, Josh. Look, I'm fine with this. So a news but, came out that Titans and Doom Patrol are both on the, on the chopping block. I'm not fine with Doom Patrol on the chopping block, though. Why are they just anti-Brendan Fraser right now? They're canceled too. Pi- <sighs> There's no reason to be anti-Brendan Fraser. There's never been a point to be anti-Brendan Fraser. Which W right now seems to be, because they're canceling Batgirl, which he's the villain in. They might be canceling Doom Patrol, which he's the voice of one of the main characters in it. So, like... They, have, they haven't canceled it yet. No. I pray they don't cancel it. If they cancel Titans, I will be so happy. I will sing a song about it. There, It's so obvious when actors were clearly like, I want out. Like, with Hawk and Dove, like, I don't know, you know, if they hated it or whatever, but, like, they were clearly like, I want out of this. And, like, they got written out of the show. Like, in, in sometimes in a very obvious way. <laughs> God. And the other ones is just like, do they? I don't think they have fun with it. It just doesn't seem like anyone has fun with it. Ready for more um, confusing things happening? Always. Walter Hamada, oh, who no. is one of DC Films executives, um, and he worked on DC. He worked on all the new stuff happening from Justice League forward, pretty much. Said he was in the. Like, didn't he? Didn't he work on stuff before? Yes, but he, as as an actual higher up executive, he had more say. Oh uh, right, 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 right. Um. So DC Films' Water Ultra Hamada was on the brink of an exit after Batgirl cancellation. Um, but he's he said like, he agreed. That's to... what that's what broke you. Not like you know all the terrible press that was happening to you with everything with Justice League for with several Ray years. Calling you out for years, but this is what did it. Uh, he agreed to remain in his post at least until twenty twenty until October twenty first during the release of Black Adam. Remember how we got a sizzle reel this year called the Year of DC. Remember that? And we've got we've gotten the Batman, uh, Super Pets, and Black Adam. It was it was, it was gonna be that it was gonna be all those things plus um, Aquaman and the Flash. Right, and that was all gonna happen this year. And that we're getting some of those things. I just um, think it's it's so funny. Just like two projects with Dwayne Johnson, one that's not connected to the universe, and then so, Shazam might be pushed back. So when your higher ups, who were accused of being racist for literal years. Didn't leave because of that, but they're leaving because of how much you all have fucked up. Maybe you say this is the problem. The, if the, if the racist uh, comments didn't uh, kick out our our higher up, but our mess is <laughs> how bad is this? The insanely fast suicide of HBO and Warner Brothers just like over the weekend was amazing to behold. It was I had never shock. seen a couple. I had never seen a company just like try their hardest to murder their own selves. Yeah, it's crazy. So go on. I was just—it just—it baffles me. Every decision and announcement they made was the absolute worst. I don't know who said this was okay, except for the higher ups. And one reason they might be scrapping all of Batgirl is because it involves Michael Keaton's Batman as the main Batman in it, and because they're rearranging the entire DCEU again. Um, They've been rearranging it every few years. Hold on. <laughs> And because Ben Affleck now is all Keenan returning, it looks like, Ben Affleck has... They, Keenan did a scene as Batman in Aquaman, in a post credit scene. 
they have cut that scene out of Aquaman 2 and replaced it with it with Ben Affleck coming back. So Ben Affleck looks like he'll be the staple Batman going forward again. I'm just like, so that might also be why they did reshoots for The Flash to yeah. change the ending. Change the ending to have Ben Affleck be back again. <laughs> just just like, can we have consistency, please? Like, I'm glad Ben wants to be back, but then Ben, stopping is a wishy-washy and everything. The spunk is more consistent than this They had is. a change in her plan because Ben left. Of everything, they changed every single part of the plan because Ben left. And I was like, you know, guys, I'll come back after all. <laughs> after you're already messing everything up. <laughs> okay, to be fair, the plan started going out the door, um, like, right before Justice League came out. It's still what, pretty funny. Know, it's just, just seeing just, like, every few years, they're just like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and we're going to have, we had this whole plan, and then, like, you know, nothing comes from it. Then a few years later, they say the same thing, and again, nothing happens from it. And now here we are, back to square one. Ten-year plan, we're going to do all this. I can guarantee fucking to you nothing's going to come from it. But Gotham Knights, the show is still not canceled. Oh, goody. My favorite. Oh, boy. It's going to um, be a disaster, and I can't wait for and it. And because DC messed up so much on their universe and backdoor cancellation, uh, someone asked Kevin Feige, who is a big head honcho at Marvel Studios, what he his thoughts head honcho. Yeah, what his thoughts were. Thoughts? What his thoughts were on backdoor canceling. He said it's very disappointing news. He even sent an email to the two directors saying, We are all thinking about you both. Very proud of you guys and all the amazing work you do. What if we call into the MCU now? Yeah, they have. They've worked on Miss Marvel. I know, but what if, what if they come back and like do more, like their own movie now? Good. Bring them and <laughs> Leslie Grace. Grace. <laughs> yes. Bring, bring bring the whole cast. J.K. Simmons, Brendan Fraser. Just. <laughs> <sighs> Be the biggest fuck you to Warner Brothers. Cast Leslie Grace as as like the lead of a movie or show, and, and you know, bring the, the directors back in and just like do everything that they did and just make the biggest spectacle of it. When you have the opposing company publicly say, "I'm sorry for you guys, your company," <laughs> it's kind you're of a, doing something very <laughs> wrong. The Batman Two does not have a release date or not, is not confirmed at all. Oh, hold on, there's a spider falling down on me. Um, let me kill it with a with a spoon. Hi, Josh. Did you kill it with a spoon? I killed it with an ink cartridge. That's not a spoon. I, I lost my spoon. <laughs> I lost. Okay. So the Batman two, we got more. We got more news about this, saying that it has not been greenlit yet when everyone thought it was. So. Which just has me worried now. It's also confusing because they already have spin-offs planned. Like, so. the the Penguin show is about to film. Now, granted, there are shows that, you know, like, the pilot was filmed and then, like, you know, the show got scrapped. That could very well happen here, and it happens all the time on television. But, like, this has me very confused because, like, if the Penguin show is fully filmed and releases, and then the Batman sequel is not announced as instead canceled, will this be the biggest what-the-fuckery? Josh. Like the, the Batman was so successful on so many different levels. Everyone wants a sequel. This would literally be the most idiotic decision you could be making at this point. But their logic of like, oh, we're rebranding DC, it would be too confusing for the fans. Again, you're just continuing to say the fans are fucking morons. And that's, again, just shooting yourself in the foot okay. when you've already shot it like 30 times. And they also have a current 10-year plan now. They created one. Oh, like, cool. They, they created a plan. They said they have a plan, and then when they're in the boardroom, they're just like, we don't have a fucking plan. I love how they did the whole sizzle reel as well during an Arrow episode. 
years ago, at the end of an episode of Arrow, they had uh, Kevin Smith come on with Jeff Johns presenting the entire plan. This was in like 2015. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> uh, I watched it live. I was so excited. They went through everything. They went through. Um, we have Man of Steel. We then we have BVS, and then at that point, guys, we're gonna have a Suicide Squad followed by Justice League Part One, and then we're gonna have Cyborg and Flash and Justice League Part Two and Wonder Woman. All these films, like this whole slate, and Green, Green Lantern Corps coming in. And I'm like, oh boy. Looking back on that, you already had your 10-year plan, and you just abandoned it. All you had to do was keep doing it. Like, literally, just keep doing what you were doing, it would have been fine. I think the problem was with it was that Snyder was very much, you know, going on his own thing, just doing what he wanted. And, like, you watch the Snyder cut, that's very obvious. You could you, you could swing it and, like, you know, have done it the same, but, like, DC obviously was just like, hold on, hold on, hold on, we, want to do, we don't want to do that, and, you know you know everything happened from then they recently said they were planning to do a crisis film like very soon you're fucking what a crisis film at this state it's just they know it's, it's a mirror of themselves they're in crisis josh it's filming themselves <laughs> DC's, it's called dc's crisis about the dc company and their actual crisis i just like what i it's just want to know it's, it's a steve carell the office style mockumentary about dc and studios i would pay so much money to see that like Actually, that, already, that already exists. It's called uh, Teenagers Go to the Movies. Essentially, yes. Do you see what they renamed the uh, Alfred Pennyworth show to? Yeah, the origin of Batman's Butler. They literally spelled it out because, again, WB thinks DC fans are morons. They changed Pennyworth, which, you know, if you know the comics, you know Alfred's goddamn last name. But, but like, also, if you don't know, if you're a new viewer, Pennyworth is a, this could be a, that can be a cool enough thing on its own. It's just like, oh, that's different. Oh, it's DC. I wonder what that is. Then you watch it, you're just like, oh, that's even neater. And now it's just like, Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's butler. That is literally what it is called, word for fucking word, and it's insane. And the last major piece of this DC kerfuffle that I'll mention is they're looking for their Kevin Feige type, which they've been saying for years. They thought about Walter Hamada, they thought about Jeff Johns, they thought about even Zack Snyder. They're going to pick the worst candidate, and it's just going to make everything worse. I get... Mark my words. <laughs> they are looking right now potentially at the boss of the Arrowverse, Greg Berlanti, and to a lesser extent, um, his partner. But like Greg Berlanti is a possible can- candidate for their DC films. And honestly, I'm not mad at it because of one thing. On paper, he really did create a cohesive, interconnected universe of DC uh, properties. That's yeah. fine. And like he's not—he wasn't the one like creating, like, directing all these shows and movies and writing all this stuff. He was just like being the, the puzzle master to help put these together. That's all you really need is someone who understands that these the comics are based on and how to interweave them well together. And he could do you, that. You need someone that, A, gives a fuck about the comics and the characters they're making. Even if it's the most ridiculous characters, there needs to be love and attention put into them. That's your first thing. Your second thing, you need to know how making movies works. Getting a businessman that doesn't know how the business works to run your movie business is a terrible decision. And again, time and time again, it has shown it doesn't work. And then thirdly, you just need someone that knows what they're doing, just like at their core, just like how to make things work. And again, so far, DC has not done that. But this is also funny because it's been reported that DC has not reached out to him. Berlanti has not stated that he wants to do this. Why is this happening? Like if that's what they end up doing, I'm fine with it. I would just prefer to have a accurate green arrow an accurate flash um then he made superman lois good that's fine with superman me. lois it is good but like he's worked with dc for years now i feel like at this point like he's got 
he got to do what very few did. He made, technically, he made his own cinematic universe in a very different way and to varying degrees of success. To to say to, you want to do that again, I feel like would be a very big ask. One of the main architects of the Arrowverse, including Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, Superman Lois, and Batgirl, he also helped with Titans, Doom Patrol, Black Lightning, Stargirl, and animated seed shows like Vixen, Freedom Fighters, The Ray, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, and Constantine, Constantine City of Demons. So he knows these characters enough to be able to help weave things together. Yeah, it's just a matter of like what DC wants to do. If they want to continue you know, with it as it is and try to fix it, or just, they just want to hit the restart button, which we've been saying to hit the restart button for years, but now you want to do it? I just please make Green Arrow laughable and fun and silly and goofy. Not a, a mock version of Batman. I just... I want consistency. I want people to like these characters. Because, like, DC, you know, unless you're on DC Twitter, film Twitter, whatever, most people are just like, oh, yeah, I like Batman. That's it. But again, Marvel, people know who fucking Groot is. A talking tree. That's an insane thing for most general audiences to know about. DC should have that level of just, like, I know the most random character now because of these movies. And that we're still not to that level yet. And they've been doing this for over a decade now. The fact that before 2008, most people didn't know that Iron Man's name was Tony Stark. Like, and now you, people, you, like, you, it's... You could name, most people could point to him and say, yeah, it's probably Iron Man, because they might have just known that in passing. But you, everyone knows that Batman's Bruce Wayne, Spider-Man's Peter Parker, or Miles Morales. Everyone knows that Captain America Steve Rogers or Sam Wilson. But, like, people didn't know all that stuff before, necessarily. They knew, how, they knew the DC stuff. They knew Superman. Like... DC had the easy card. You had the Justice League. You had the heavy hitters of all the comic books. You could do that and swing and a miss. How do you guys swing and a miss so many times over? You had the comic book, comic book heavy hitters. Like, the director of Black Adam even admitted recently that he had never heard of Black Adam before he was given the opportunity to direct. How little people know about DC. I'm not even mad that he doesn't know about the character. I'm mad at the reasons he doesn't know about the character is because D Warner Brothers has done such a shit job at letting general audiences know about this insanely huge world of characters and stuff that, again, we don't get to see because they're so bad at doing it. It's so confusing. Every decision that they made during this entire announcement is the worst way to go about it. Like, Right now, HBO Max is, you know, probably the best streaming service out there for a variety of reasons as to, like, you know, not just the stuff that they make, but the stuff that they have and just, like, the ease of access of it all. And now they're quickly trying to just murder it they for might, literally no reason. They're literally considering how they're shutting down completely. Which, again, business-wise, doesn't make a lick of sense. John Oliver went off about HBO on his show on HBO Max saying he might just cancel his show out of nowhere, and he found out through social media. And that's also a terrifying thing about this. And I read about this. Like, there's a grace period from when, like, a show or a movie is released on a streaming service. For a certain period of time, they can take it off of the service and use it as a tax write-off or something. So that way they can make their money back off of it if it isn't performing well or just their expectations, whatever it is. So, like, Netflix, if they said, like, oh, this movie we just put out there. Oh, we're just, uh, it's not doing well. We're going to take it off. You're never going to see it again. That can happen now. That can happen now, and like service, like companies are realizing this. Some are being like, "That's fucked up. We're not doing that." And I'm willing to bet Disney's just like, "Wait, we we didn't have to release Fox's movies at all." I think some of this like, is like it's a terrifying thought to think of. Yeah, now. this is gonna set a horrible precedent going forward overall. It's setting a terrible precedent overall. And like, yes, there's people that work in the industry that are like, "Fuck Warner Brothers, don't want to work with them," and some that are genuinely scared now for whatever their stuff is. Because like, and again. 
buy physical media. This is not an indication to you now. Buy physical media because they can just make it disappear forever and you would never see it again. On the note of DC's confusion, I have the Super Weird Story Time, Josh. It's, oh boy, how Ready weird. Sure. What do you know about Super, Stor- super Weird Stories? That they're weird and super and that I'm weird for not knowing things that are super. So, Josh, explain what this segment is overall. I know nothing about comics, and so this man here just yells weird things at me, and I go, oh, that certainly was weird. It's, <laughs> sure, weirdness! <laughs> no, basically, it's an interesting way to describe this. Uh I wrong? It's partially wrong. I'm just yelling at you <laughs> random stuff that's weird. <laughs> um, anything that relates to comic books or superheroes or the medium of superness at all, superness? Uh, blind react to different things that happen in comic books or around comic book culture. Let's start with a man named Stan Lee. You know who he is? I made comics. Yeah. You know he also made a Justice League? Like, in Marvel or like his own version of it? Here's his version of the Justice League. Like his, like what his lineup would be? No, no, you'll see. Oh, no. Look at this. It's, oh, it's cool. He designed with Marvel artists created his version of The Flash, Green Lantern, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Shazam, and Aquaman. Interesting. Isn't it look cool? I love... The Superman, like, is very different, but I don't hate that. Look at Batman. It's just man-bat, but more like a demon. I love that. So The Flash is really cool. It's a woman, first off, and that's always awesome. But she runs, and her hair is like a rainbow. So you'll see... I like, remember seeing image of that. That was cool. Yeah, I um, Wonder Woman reminds me here of Queen Maeve a little bit in the, like the design. Uh-huh. It's cool. Shazam instead of turning into the the word like a, a guy, this kid turns into a, a like a Red Hulk kind of monster. Aquaman, That's cool. <laughs> Aquaman's literally made of water, which got got to suck a little bit. That I'm so when he goes underwater, <laughs> how does it work? <laughs> and you actually can read the issues of this, Josh. It's called Just Imagine. Interesting. And it's just imagine if Marvel made the Justice League kind of thing. I was, but that, it's it I, is made Wonder for Woman DC. I love that. It is made for DC Comics. So what if Stan Lee created this team instead of DC did? Um, Interesting. It's called Just Imagine Stan Lee creating the DC Universe. That's what that's what it's called. Book one. So it's really a fascinating topic. What if Stan Lee and Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby created DC instead of Marvel? Would you th- think it'd be interesting to read, read that? I think it would be very interesting. And, like, I would love to see, like, the reverse of that. Like, you know, some, like, DC creators, like, you know, what would their, like, Avengers have been? Like, what would they have designed it to be like? like? If, nope. If Bill Finger and Bob King, who created Batman, went ahead and uh, created, say, Spider-Man, how different would that be? If Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster, who created Superman, created uh, Wolverine, how different would that be? You know, it'd be really fascinating to look at that kind of thing. I like it that they were, like, cool with this. It's just like, you know what? That's a fun idea. Well, I mean, it was he was published for DC. So it no, I like, know that I know that, but like someone had to come up with the idea and talk to the other person about it. Do you want to hear about it a little bit? I'm curious. So, like I said, it's a comic line published by DC Comics, written by Stanley. Let's start with Batman. The name of Batman in this is Wayne Williams because of course he had his alliterative style, as you know. Of course. Unlike Bruce Wayne, because also Wayne Wayne Williams, Bruce Wayne. That's fun. Wayne Williams is an African American instead of Caucasian. I already love that. Um, Interesting. He is in excellent physical condition and has a vast personal fortune, so similar to how it already was. 
allowing him to access custom equipment including night vision lenses, a Kevlar costume, sensors to magnify sound, and a wingsuit slash hang glider, hybrid cape to glide. So similar to Batman already, right? Mm-hmm. Wayne Williams' father was a policeman who was killed in an ambush. Wayne is, is framed for a crime, so he vows revenge on Hans, the gang leader who set him up. In prison, Williams befriends a scientist named Frederick Grant, who teaches him how to develop his mind, as well as sewing and bodybuilding. <laughs> teaches him sewing. <laughs> While incarcerated, Williams learns that his mother has also died, and he blames Hans for the de- her death. After rescuing the warden during a prison riot, he was given a full pardon. That seems like BS. Hold on. <laughs> that, seems, <laughs> that seems wrong. On the outside, Williams is on the run from Hans, so to keep a low pri- profile, he shaves his head. Is this Rick Grayson? No! Williams needs yes. money. No! Which I should talk about. I should do a whole thing about Rick Grayson for you, Josh. Please do. I only know some of what about him. Uh, Williams needs money. Of course he does. So he becomes a wrestler under the name of Batman, never unmasking in public. In a few short weeks, Batman has become a superstar in wrestling. So kind of like how early Spider-Man was, too. Because Spider-Man first started wrestling before he fought a crime. And has become extremely wealthy now. Nice! Extremely wealthy from wrestling alone. He searches for Grant and entrusts him with his secret identity. Wayne Williams has the money, skill, and strength to fight hands, but Frederick Grant has a te- has a technological know-how. So the two become partners. To keep a low profi- profile, Wayne gives Frederick a mansion. <laughs> he gives him a mansion and acts as his bodyguard. And acts as his bodyguard. Batman eventually oh. finds and fights with hands who accidentally falls to his death in the, in the conflict. No longer seeking vengeance, Batman be- begins a mission of justice to fight crime and protect the innocent from villains like Hans. Really fascinating version of Batman from Stan Lee. I like it. I would love to see this done in some fashion. I don't know, like, as a show or movie, but, like, I think this would be a very fun and cool thing for DC to do. As we say like, already, like, if they're never going to do DC this. Gotta, if, I um, think that this would be fascinating to see. I still can't get over this Wonder Woman design. Like, has she ever had a white and gold design before? Yes, but not like this. This looks really cool, doesn't it? This is so cool. I love it. Do you want to hear more about Wonder Woman now? I'm curious. Wonder Woman, real name Maria Mendoza. I just I just pictured um, from The Good Place, Mendoza. <laughs> Maria is an activist protesting against the corporate excavation of an ancient Incan holy site near her village. The CEO, Amanda uh, Guitez, has a plan gain power from the site, and take over the world. Thank you for that plan. <laughs> uh, when Maria's father is kidnapped by the CEO and taken to the excavation, Maria follows, only to arrive too late to prevent her father's death. A lot of death in Stanley's writings. He likes um, death. Guitez gains demonic powers from from artifacts at the site, naturally, and then travels to Los Angeles. <laughs> As you do. Uh, Maria finds the staff of Manco Capac, I'm probably butchering these names. I'm very sorry. It's Incan. Granting her the powers of the Incan sun god and uses them to pursue and defeat him. She then decides to remain in L.A., taking the name Wonder Woman. So kind of there with um, a little bit like early Thor, where Donald Blake took a what was a chip of something and became Thor. Ah. Do you know about the origin of Donald Blake Thor, the original Thor in Marvel Comics? He wasn't actually the Norse oh, god Thor at first. Yeah, when when I went to see Love and Thunder at the Alamo, they had a whole thing talking about like different versions of Thor, and that was one of them. He was a normal dude who then got the powers of Thor, not actually became Thor. Um, so it's kind of like that with here. That's that's really cool. I like these stories so far. These ideas. So and like this was this was what like late nineties, early two thousands. The exact year is two thousand one to two thousand two. Oh wow! 
So, not bad. Um, this is actually really creative. I like the idea of this. Because Stan was also, like, retired at this time. So it's yeah, funny, like, he, it, funny he came back to do this. This shows that, like, you know, even in, what, late 80s, early 90s, like, he still had the creative juices yeah, late flowing. 80s, mid, mid late 80s. Um, I do like that also, he also came back to do a, a reality show, which we talked about before as well, about superheroes. <laughs> I forgot about that till now. <laughs> Want to hear about Superman? Uh, I'm curious. The, are the parents still dead? We'll find out, shall we? <laughs> Superman, real name, Salden. So instead of Kal-El, it's Salden. His powers include great strength and immaculate speed. Stalden was the weakest member of the Kryptonian police force, so still Krypton. Interesting. Interesting. Jinx. And so he still and so he was an adult on Krypton. Uh yeah. He used a flying harness and managed to capture a dangerous animal no no animal, criminal in a teleportation lab. <laughs> That's how he met Crypto. <laughs> <laughs> However, the criminal sent Stalden and himself on a one way trip to an insignificant little blue green planet, Earth. Interesting. So it's like him and Zod if they came there. That's fascinating. So Krypton is still alive. Hold on. We don't know yet. The two men arrive separately, both discovering that they have enhanced physical abilities. The criminal sets himself up as the king of a jungle tribe. And Different. <laughs> Earth is too primitive, is the next sentence. <laughs> All right. But it has the potential to develop the technology that Saldan needs to return to his homeworld. So yes, Krypton still exists in this version. Uh, Interesting. The problem is that there are too many obstacles to the peaceful future necessary for technological advancement. War, crime, poverty, etc. Saldan decides to become a superhero in order to rid the world of these uh, impediments and calls himself Superman. That's so fascinating. So he wants to help the world in, gen- in good, generous reasons, but also the selfish reason of we need to help humanity progress to, be- to peace. That way I can finally leave it here. So fascinating. Stan is not a- to terrible with ideas. I'll say that sometimes. He's, he's, he's had bad ideas, like just like any other writer, but like this is, this is cool. such an interesting take on it. Who you want to hear next? Green Lantern or Flash? Uh, Give me the Lantern. Oh, there's Green. more. We also get like Robin, Shazam, Aquaman, Catwoman, Sandman, Crisis. Jeez. Oh, so who would you, you say? Uh, Give me Green Man. Green Lantern? Okay. Real name, Len Lewis, because when we get alliterations, we got to go with those. This man really loves his alliteration. You want to know why? Do you know why Stan does that? I feel like I've heard this explanation. I just don't remember. He's it. just forgetful, and if he can remember the letter, he can probably pick up more, remember one of the names. That's, that's just funny to me. Because he can write like like how reason J.J. O. Jameson often called him Peter Parker is because it was literally just he forgot Peter's name for a second sometimes. It but then why, why did he name why did he name Tony Stark Tony Stark? That's not alliteration. No, but you can't. Then like every, Pepper, then Pepper Potts, like you know that's alliteration. Yeah, Happy Reed, Hogan, Reed Richards, Scott Summers. Uh, the list goes on, but anyway. Sue, St- Sue Storm. Sue Storm. Um, Charles so he just Xavier. Went, he, he just he, at random. He's just like, eh, well, this this one I'll make a layer. This one I, I don't care about him. It became well. It's the more characters you add, the more you probably have to do. But you can't do it for every single person. So that's true. It would it would be weird. <laughs> It'd be a lot weirder. So Len Lewis is Green Lantern. A professor is looking for something called the Tree, mentioned in Norse legends as. Yggdras- Yggdrasil, which is the like the tree of life, which was in mm-hmm. the horror movies. On that, it's called Yggdrasil. And in Christianity, as the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which is the same tree. Did you know that beforehand? The tree of life in Norse oh, mythology is the same tree. I don't tree. think I did. Yeah, that's just where the apple came from. Oh. Um, he finally traces the plant to an area in Africa. But when he finds the tree, agents working for the Reverend uh, Dominic Dark, uh, the leader of the Church of Eternal Empowerment, who are also searching for the tree, shoot him and leave him for dead. 
Sounds about right. Then, the tree shows the professor its history, which includes a race of pre-humans. It, gr- it then grants him its power in order to serve as a lantern in these dark times. So he becomes a green like the tree, green lantern. Fascinating. This is really interesting. I would prefer that over the Ryan Reynolds movie. The Flash. <laughs> Real name, uh, Mary Maxwell. She is uh, the one we saw before with cool rainbow hair. Also, guys, seriously, look up Stan Lee Justice League for the picture of the team. It looks really cool. It's like, we can't really describe it well. Like, you have to see it, and you'll be like, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. Uh, the Flash was a typical college girl <laughs> whose father's a scientist. <laughs> As one's is. One's is? Yes. A typical college girl whose father's a scientist. Mary's life was very dull, and she longs to be a superhero, like in the comic books she reads. She also has a life-threatening disease that slowly drains her energy. Is this A-Train? With his, with his heart <laughs> condition? Um, one day, enemies from her father's past, who are in part of an organization called Stealth, which stands for a special team of espionage agents licensed to target and hit, so it's just S.H.I.E.L.D., find and kill him, referring to her father, because everyone has to have dead parents. Dead parents, uh... Before he dies, though, he injects Mary with the DNA of a hummingbird to save her from her wasting disease. This All right, so f- we've, we've had, like, pretty interesting ones so far. I'm just like, okay, what? <laughs> this grants her the ability to travel at super speed, and she calls herself the Flash. I mean... How do you do the Flash's origin's already pretty cool, being struck by lightning and with it falling into chemicals. That's that's pretty fun already. But, but like a hummingbird? To stop her disease. Well, I think the setup the setup here is fine. It's the way she gets the powers is not as fun as the other ones. Don't you think though, like, you know, like Spider Man got bit by Spider, gets the powers of Spider, Catwoman likes cats, so like, you know, Catwoman um gets Hummin- gets DNA of a hummingbird to save her life. Oh yeah, um I'm the Flash. No no no. You are the hummingbird. Do you <laughs> not know comic book logic? You're Even if hum- you don't fly, you are the hummingbird. You are the hum. Uh in That would sta- make more sense. In Stan's version of the Justice League of America or JLA, the members are Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and Flash, later on adding in other people as well, like we saw before in the picture. So a man called Reverend Don McDark is trying to summon a being called Crisis to Earth. So that he can take over the planet, of course. To this As end, one does. to this end, he beca- he creates some henchmen in the form of the Doom Patrol, different <laughs> Doom Patrol, uh, whose member actually no, it's hold on, whose Is it member, the same members whose members are Blockbuster, Parasite, and Deathstroke. Um, That's different. The Dark's son, a young boy named Adam Strange, notifies five notifies five heroes of Dark's intentions, and they come together. What a mean son. My dad's doing hijinks. <laughs> Let's tell some superheroes. <laughs> Together, Dark Beaton kills his son. Oh, okay, never mind. So, Daddy Dark kills Son Dark. Cool? I just love the phrasing of that. Daddy Dark, while he's beaten and hurt from these superheroes, kills his son and then flees. <laughs> what, what a father. Bluffed into doing so by Green Lantern, who is unbeknownst to Dark too weak to fight because his strength has been drained by the parasite. Strange has powers too and promises the heroes that he will return in some form. He then dies and the heroes officially incorporate as the Justice League. So a pretty standard first Justice League meetup story. But that's yeah. fine. It's not the cool thing is all the new uh, versions of the characters and stuff. We like also... now that now that like you know you've described this to me, I'm surprised DC didn't like you know keep going forward with this as like an Elseworld story. Like obviously like Stanley didn't have to you know stay involved for every issue, but like this is interesting. I would like this. Stanley notoriously did not like sidekicks. He did not. That's why Spider Man exists. That's why Spider Man exists. That's why he never never wanted to touch the character of Bucky Barnes. 
uh, he thought the idea of sidekicks were stupid. So let's hear about his version of Robin. Oh boy. Um, Robin is dead. Robin is an embittered teenager who works for the major villain of Lee's Justice oh. Universe. <laughs> he works for Dominic Dark. Um, Dark sends Robin out on various assignments, all the while promising him something in return. The book opens with Robin attempting his current assignment to kill Lee's version of Batman. So, you can see how much he hates sidekicks. He says, the heroes don't get a sidekick. We'll give them to a villain. <laughs> the, the sidekick will instead <laughs> try to murder them. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Shazam, he reimagines Captain Marvel slash Shazam by having the hero be a mild-mannered Interpol agent named Robert Rogers, teamed with the beautiful and much tougher fellow agent, Carla Norrell. The two of them are in, Indi- are in India, searching for the megalomaniacal master criminal Gunga Khan. It's in a backup story plotted by Michael Uslan, scripted by Lee Uslan, an orphaned American boy in India at the same time as the adventures of Shazam heroically saves a village from starvation with the help of a local boy named Zubin Navatni. The boy's name is Billy Marvel, and he and Zubin are made honorary captains in the U.S. Peace Corps uh, by an ambassador named Batson, thus making the boy Captain Marvel. That doesn't touch on the powers that I'm curious about. Wait, which of the children gets the powers? I don't understand. Do they both get it? I don't know. It's so the idea. The idea, without thinking too much, like sounds neat. Of like you know, because at first I thought it was you know the the Interpol agent, but it sounds like it's the children. Still, maybe the hero is a mild-mannered Interpol agent, but the team of Shazam, I think, is the kids. I don't know. It's... I don't know. Look, man, a bit I'm going off a Wikipedia. confusing. This is a Wikipedia article. I'm trying my best here. <laughs> There's not a lot of... Without, without you actually reading all 13 issues or something like that, I, I can't just... Which I can't find yeah. it without, like, ethically. But this is fascinating, right? Indeed is. Aquaman is, of course, a marine biologist. As one is. Named Raymond Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> you had, hold on. You, Shazam has two R names. You can't do it twice. <laughs> Look... Aquaman is Raymond Raymond is an experimenting with it with dolphin DNA to see if humans can live underwater. <laughs> ah, so this is the deep. <laughs> and and decides to use himself as a test subject. But when he swims th- through a glowing patch of seawater, he finds him he can now transform into a being of living water. So he's Hydro Man. This version is co-created by Scott McDaniel and is based on Mort Weissinger, Paul Noir's character. So cool. Alright. It's it's again it's, it's Hydro Man. Again, if he's in the water, does he just become the ocean? I hope so. I mean, that'd be vastly more interesting. Hydro Man was also a marine biologist, if I'm correct. So I, I don't remember much about Hydro Man, but like, Hydro Man makes a bit more sense than this does. Catwoman. <laughs> Supermodel Joni Jordan and her cat, Ebony, are struck by strange green lightning, <laughs> creating a link between them and giving Jordan cat-like abilities. This is weird in the Batman Returns. Um, it's it's about on the same level of weirdness as the Halle Berry Catwoman movie, where the cat it? like you know breathes into her and brings her back to life or whatever that was. Hold on, her abilities include super agility, heightened senses, and razor sharp claws. This version, co-created by Chris Bachalo, and is based on the Bob Kane Billfinger character. Okay, I feel like Catwoman, Again, could, Catwoman could probably could have said the same, but he probably had to change every character. That's why. I. I feel like the DC took a couple of notes from this series because, like, you know, the whole Man of Steel thing of him and, like, the Zod-type character being on Earth and then with Catwoman, with her having her, like, actual powers, like, the 2004 Halle Berry movie borrowed that, which came out a few years after this, like, 
It's a big coincidence. I wouldn't be surprised. And there are a few more small things. A character called Sandman, which is like an alien type thing, I think. Really fascinating stuff. Would you enjoy watching the Just Imagine universe of this? I think it would be... I think it would be very interesting to see as like its own like little thing just to see like, you know, whether it be live action or anime, I think it would be uh, neat to see it. I think if you animated, animated this movie in the style of, of Invincible, it would work really well. Yeah. But uh, that's our podcast, Josh, this episode. Crazy. So what can people find you online? Oh, God, I'm in places. Um, the grams of Insta, Jan underscore Rudy 16, Twitter, Jan underscore Rudy 28, TikTok, Rudy underscore the film nerd, at YouTube at Josh Rudolph. And you're posting more reviews again on there. Uh, I am. I literally have a schedule made. I'm making a schedule to watch movies. It's weird. I'm trying to do reviewing a movie every day again, uh, but this time with an actual schedule as to when to do things and when to watch things. So in summary, DC is a mess right now. Oh, complete. It's a, it's a fucking shit show. Oh! You keep saying my name. We have a guest coming next episode talking about The Boys, season three. Three? All The Boys, probably. But yay. Indeed. Ready to talk about The Boys soon? Of course. Uh, A-Train, man. Episode one. <laughs> season one. Oof. <laughs> season three, episode... F- hold on. Season three, episode one. There's a shot of a penis I didn't enjoy. Did not <laughs> like how that was done. That's not at all uh, a spoiler. Don't worry. There's a lot of stuff in that show. It's not a spoiler. My, my I love A Train. I think it was like episode two uh, when he's visiting the kid in the hospital and the Facebook oh live feed is just turning from like so much love just to hate. It's so funny. Watching the viewers it's so drop. Awkward. I had, it's I think, so awkward. When I first watched it, I didn't catch that at first. I wanted translucent. Also, on the part of the the A Train, that's not his fault. They should have prepared him better. Yeah, but I mean, as we've seen the show, Vought's just the worst at doing anything. The fact that the real life Lex Luthor is the one making shows about bad Superman with Homelander, with Invincible, with you know, I'm talking about Jeff Bezos here. I I don't think he knows about these shows. He like he he's got so much money he doesn't care. He definitely doesn't watch these shows, which I think is even funnier. It's just funny when you think about the fact that we have a real life Lex Luthor in the world, and his company is making shows involving evil Superman. What agenda are you pushing? A confusing one. <laughs> um, so uh, you can find me online at Twitter, the Theater Nerd, or on Instagram and TikTok at that Nerd in Theater. I also, like I said before, I just finished shooting a we wrapped production on a short film that Josh was actually on the crew for. Josh, how do you think it went overall production wise? Like yay or nay? Overall, good time or bad time or whatever? I give it a yay because I didn't have to do as much work as I thought I would, and that's not <laughs> a bad thing. That's a good thing. As in, things were already looking good and you didn't need to help out as much. Not that you were being lazy. Yeah. But you also had a fun time still, right? Yeah. The second day you had more to do. I did. I turned lights on. (laughs) And off. Yeah. And moved things around. Crazy. Uh, Yeah, it was a good time. You can find me online. And please uh, stay tuned for my next short film. This one will come out. It's called Fragile Hall. Stay tuned for probably September-October release. It'll be on YouTube at Liquid Canvas Productions. You can find that there. You also can watch my last short film I put out there called Co-op, which Josh was also on crew for in the same position, both being a gaffer. I like lights. On that note, we will see you later for next episode <laughs> about the boys. <laughs> oh, Josh. I like what you're about, kid. You're pretty fun. I like lights. <laughs> Stop recording. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.